in episode 121. And I'll say it again, the, the flourishing of, of the girl in me, of the female in me, has actually helped that like immensely. So I went out there on the balcony and I'm, and I'm cleaning the windows, the sliding door, and, and kind of leaning over when I'm doing it. And she's waving at me from inside like, and I'm going, what, babe, what's the matter? And she goes, look at you, you're, you've got this tiny thing on it. People can see everything. And I'm going like, I don't give a fuck. I don't know, the, I don't know these people. No, it, it's, it, it's exciting to, to, to just kind of slowly peel away all the, all the years of bullshit that you had to put, put up with society's standards. And these are, these are things that society has decided is good for everyone. Now that's a preview of what to expect in my curious convo with Daphne, a 63-year-old cross-dresser from the great state of Florida. If you're interested in what else Daphne has to say, well, stay tuned. We've got more Daphne here on the Cross Yas podcast in another installment of Curious Conversations with me, your girl, Giselle Mirasol. So, you ready to listen? Yes! Yes, yes, yes! Yes, 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 yes! Cross Yes Podcast with Giselle Mirasol. Yes! Yes! Yes, 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 yes! Yes, yes, yes. Welcome to the Cross Yes Podcast, the podcast that still says yes to everything related to cross dressing, sexuality, and gender. Giselle Mirasol is my name. I cross dress on occasion. I consider myself transgender in the colossal transgender umbrella, and I will be your host and guide into this ridiculously fun but often confusing world of cross-dressing, sexuality, and gender. Help support the podcast by going to our website, crossyaspodcast.com, and click on our Patreon links that we've got bonus stuff for you to enjoy. Chat with me, Sierra, and other wonderful listeners on our Cross Yas Confidential Discord, which is also available on our website for even more support. And finally, if you enjoyed Daphne's story and have your own personal story that's cross-dressing, sexuality, and or gender-related, but you're freaking out because you're wondering, hmm, I don't know if I can tell anyone, because you're, again, thinking to yourself, huh, does anyone really want to hear my story? Well, duh, you know me, and you definitely know the answer by now. The answer is obviously allowed. Frickin' yes! Hit me up, Giselle, at crossyaspodcast.com. DM me on Instagram or just chat me up on our Discord. Rochi underscore mochi pound 7325. You know I can't wait to hear from you. Back again with Daphne's story. Daphne, wonderful, wonderful listener. She reached out to me, told me she has a story, and well, duh, I'm like, okay, I'll just share it with the crossyas listener because they're going to love it. And I blab on way too much, so I'll... I'll keep it short and sweet. Here's Daphne in another installment of my Curious Conversations. And this is episode 121, so I think you'll enjoy it. Thanks. Well, welcome, Daphne, to the Cross Yas podcast. How are you today? Thank you. I'm fine. I'm, I'm happy to be here. Yes, yes. Uh, well, welcome. What brings you to the Cross Yas podcast, girl? <laughs> Well, I discovered your podcast um, just, just you know, I hadn't listened to any podcast in a while. And um, Daphne really came out of the shadows in the last month or so. So I just started to see what was out there. And I saw, you know, I, I, I just put Crossdresser into the podcast search and there you were. Yay. <laughs> uh, well, tell us a little bit about yourself. How old are you? 
how long have you known you started cross-dressing or had it been an early thing or was it just in the past month you were like, huh, I should probably delve into this more? <laughs> no, it, it, yeah, it's, it's kind of a long journey that started, well, first of all, I'm, I'm 63 years old, believe it or not. I, um, I, I, <laughs> I've lived a lot and still got a lot more to live. I feel fantastic. And, you know, I, I guess I can get into a little more later why, why I feel so good. And it's, and it's because I've allowed my feminine side to, to blossom. And, and, and that has actually helped me feel, feel younger, feel more vibrant, a lot of things. So it, it's just been nothing less than magical for me. So the first time I felt a need to cross-dress was a long time ago, actually. We're talking 18 years or so ago, maybe, maybe a little longer ago. I, I, I was with my ex-wife at the time, and I brought it out to her, and she was like, well, okay, we can try it. And we did, I think what it ended up as was, was, was more than a, more like a, um, more like a play acting thing. You know, it was like a, it was more like a game night. <laughs> like a role play sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah, really. It really ended up like that. And I don't think she understood, and maybe I didn't either, the depths of it for me. So it, it was, I wanted to continue it and she got very, like, no, this isn't cool. I'm not, you know, I'm not crazy about this. I'd rather not get involved in it. And so I put, I, I, I had gone, I'm going to backtrack a little bit, but after I, after I kind of came out to her, I decided, okay, I'm going to go, I'm going to go buy some stuff. You know, I'm going to go buy some clothes. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I went to this place. I found this place in the next county up from where I live. Fantastic place. I, I wish they were still open. They're actually, they're actually still open online, but they don't have a, an actual physical store anymore. And I went in there like kind of, kind of trepidatious about it, like not sure what to do. And they, they treated me like as if I was going in there buying a loaf of bread, like, okay, you want to, you need a dress. Okay, fine. Come on over here. And, and, and it was fantastic. It was just a really welcoming kind of experience. And I walked out of there $350 later with a really nice white, pretty white lace dress, which I still, I, I wish I still had. Uh, a pair of uh, white high heels and uh, a wig and a few other things. And after after things kind of dissolved with my ex-wife with with the cross dressing, it um, I, I ended up like just selling all that stuff on eBay, believe it or not. Hmm. And it sold like just sold like that. And then I, I basically buried it. I buried it deep in my in my persona for a long time. We ended up getting divorced uh, about 14, 13, 14 years ago. And I met another woman who was just unbelievable. And she's my true soulmate. She's the love of my life. She's about 14 years younger than me. And we both actually, and I'm not bragging here, but I've been, I've been told over and over again, we look young for our age. So you sound young for your age. I don't know if that's a thing, but you sound very vibrant and youthful. That thing. <laughs> well, I think, you know, I think, look, I think that has a lot to do with how you feel about yourself, how you feel about life. I've learned a lot to sell um, about, about staying happy, staying healthy, staying young. It's more of a choice than we think, you know, we tend to blame a lot of things on outside forces and other people and why I'm unhappy and why I'm not feeling well. 
but the answers really usually lie within us. And we have way more power to change things about how we feel and to go after things, you know, that we want. We have way more power to, to do those things than we think. And, mm-hmm. and I'll say it again that, you know, the flourishing of, of, of the girl in me, of the female in me has actually helped that like immensely. Um, yeah, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I was with, I was, I had put this whole thing away and, and, you know, locked it away in a closet and, um, you know, you, you can only hide things for so long and they will start to manifest inside you. And I didn't realize it, but my sexual fantasies were just out of control. Like I have them constantly and they were 99.9% of the time, lesbian fantasies. And in those fantasies, I was either watching two lesbians or I was one of them. (laughs) And mostly like, you know, the, the thought of being the lesbian in that scene was just, just like overwhelming for me. And I thought, you know, okay, like, you know, I can control this. Then I realized some things. I realized the reason why I think this is one of my little philosophies. The reason why I think men, I'm not the only one that fantasizes about lesbians so much is we want to be that. That's part of us. It's, it's genetically part of us. We have that X chromosome and that is something we can't deny that's, that's in us chemically. And so I started writing about it. I like to write. I've always loved to write. And I wrote out this big, long thing about my, my theory about how I feel and why I feel that way. And I asked her if she would read, I asked my wife, my current wife, if she would read it. And she's very open-minded. She read it and she was like, huh? Okay. And so we ended up having a series of very long conversations and you know, there were some rough spots. There's still, there's still some, some hills to climb here. She, as she put it, she, she told me, she goes, give me time to accept this thing fully. And the fact that she said that to me was that that was such a generous thing for me. I, it was like a gift, you know, because there's a lot of, there's a lot of other ways that could have ended. You know what I mean? That could have mm-hmm. been like, Hey, that ain't happening in my house or, you know, get out, pack your bags. <laughs> you know, I just, right, kinda, right. I just kind of sense that, that she wouldn't say that. And so we're on this journey together and there's, there's, and it's, and it's exciting. It's an exciting journey. I wear, I wear skirts around the house. I'm wearing one now. And she's come to totally accept that. She has no problem with that. And I still have never gone out fully dressed. And it's something I've been really wanting to do. And she knows that, but I'm not, I'm not going to push it too hard. I'm just going to let this, I'm like, I'm going to let this evolve kind of in a natural way and without too much forcefulness. Mm -hmm. Well, my next question would be, how have you explored being Daphne? And you said just the past month or have you, I know you bought the dress from that store, but like, have you done more to explore that part of you in public or just, you know, in general? Not in public. I think it's mostly been in private. I think maybe in, for sure, in masturbation, fantasies during masturbation, for example. You know, I think, I think that there's a certain amount of submissiveness involved in the, in our female sides, at least for me. It's a pretty strong thing that you feel a little more submissive 
when you're in your in your femme way as you're expressing as, as a woman as a female and i think exhibitionism has a little bit to do with that like i'm not an exhibitionist i have no desire to go out and flash people in public or anything but i mean you can i'm not going to stop you can you can <laughs> you know you probably end up in handcuffs but you know yeah but but you know one of the things i i, I failed to mention was before i i I came out to her and before we started discussing all this one night after, after making love, she says, Hey, you know, you might want to consider waxing. I kind of like smoothness more than the hair you have. And I was like, I never, I never even, never even crossed my mind. And she was the one that actually got me waxing. And now I'm addicted to it. Like I'm, there's no (laughs) way, there's no way I'm missing my monthly waxing. (laughs) So she and and she was very much into helping me learn how to take care of my skin. And Giselle, when we grew up, we grew up as boys, nobody ever taught us that. Nobody ever taught you mm-hmm. to take care of your skin. That's something nope. girls did, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. so I resisted it. Like this is this I'm talking about several years ago. I would go, ah, eh, you know, I can't. You know, it's not a routine. She bought stuff for me, and she would say, "Are you using your face wash? Are you using your moisturizer?" And I, oh, I keep forgetting. Because it's not something I grew up with. I'm not used to it. Right, right. Now I do it religiously. <laughs> mm-hmm, it's, mm-hmm. it's part of my. It's just part of my whole routine, and and I enjoy it. And we, you know, we do we, get, we do our things together in the morning and get our faces cleaned and moisturized. And, and it's just, it's 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 a beautiful feeling to be on that journey and know that she's on it with me. Oh, that's that's amazing. I mean, that's. A real good sign. It's also something you guys can bond over, you and your wife, mm-hmm. um, with you know dressing and um, whatnot. So, is it strictly for you two? Are you allowed to be Daphne in the bedroom, or is it something that she, I know you can wax? Right, that's something that's feminine, traditionally feminine. Fe- females are typically hairless, but like, are you exploring more of that in the bedroom? I know we were going to talk about anal play in a little bit, but like, right. um, how have you explored that Daphne side in the bedroom, or have you not? That's a great question. You know, the other night. I think it was a couple of Fridays ago. She, the Wednesday preceding that Friday, she goes, I want to have a glass of wine with you on Friday and have a romantic evening. And I thought, wow, great. I love that. And I came home and I put on this little, very little skirt that I, that I bought. It's like a pink skirt. It's very girly. And we ended up not doing anything that night. It just didn't happen. And she came to me later and she goes, you know, when you did that, it kind of killed the moment for me because when I, think of romance, I think of my man. And I get that. I understand it. I understand it, it, it helped me that she was able to communicate that to me rather than just, you know, do the silent treatment or something. And one thing that's really been good for us is we communicate very, very openly and honestly with each other. That's good. Um, mm-hmm. And and that's just absolutely essential. What, whether you're cross-dressing or not, it's essential to a, a successful relationship. It's so, true. Yes, it, it's it's true. Communication is key. <laughs> it's key. It's key. And and keeping secrets from someone is just, it, it just doesn't work. It's going to find its way out one way or the other. It's it, even, if, even if the secret's not revealed, it's going to create distance, right? It's going to create right. emotional distance between you and your right. partner. Right. And the day that I told her about this, um, the data I told her about Daphne, I felt this incredible weight off my shoulders. I was just overjoyed that she knew, right? Even, even if she said, like, give me time, I got to work on this. That was fine. She knew and it, 
it was like there was absolutely nothing to hide from her. But to get back to your your question, there really right now isn't room for me to be Daphne with her sexually, at, at least not now. That's not to say that when we're intimate, I sometimes don't, you know, I sometimes feel like a lesbian making love with her. Mm-hmm. And, there's time, and there's times when I feel like a total, a total man. It, it's, it's, I think I heard one of your other guests talking about this, like there's times when I love the fact that I can use my cock and make her happy and enter her. And it's a fantastic feeling. And it's, and it's also somewhat of a dominant feeling. And I think those things, there's more clarity to those things when you've realized your feminine side, because when you're feeling feminine during lovemaking, then you, you kind of, the submissiveness kind of is, is more internalized, if that makes any sense. <laughs> no, it does. It's hard to explain, right? I mean, it's, it really it's, is. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> because as a man who likes cross-dressing elements like, like yourself. And I think I feel the same way. We all have different various experiences, but there is a sense of this duality that you're enjoying being male, but also enjoying being female and your sexual sexually heightened, I guess, by both elements. It might be the same for you might be different, but, but having that ability to kind of be both. And I, I kind of agree with you with that, that, that lesbian thinking, I guess, mm-hmm. where you're like having sex with a woman. But I guess with my question would be to you, have you ever thought about pleasuring a man? Or have you thought about as Daphne, like, oh, I would really want to be with a man to see what that felt like? Or have you had those experiences, if you want to talk about that? Yeah, I have not had that experience. And to be perfectly honest, I, I've had like... A lot of men, I don't know how many would admit it, but I've had a couple of fantasies. And and it's great that you bring up this question because my wife brought up this very question the day that I came out to her and talked to her about this. She said, do you want to, do you have any desires to be with a man? And I, I thought about it and I said, you know, for me to be with a man, and this is just my own personal thing, for me to be with a man, he would have to be completely hairless, cute and girlish. How about that? Right. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and, and, and if and, and if that and if he had those three qualities, then the cock is fine. I can deal with that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 That, that, and that's me, you know, and that's me. I'm I'm not attracted to men. But again, a, a kind of a very feminine, soft man is more something more desirable if 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 there isn't even any kind of desire there, yes. But um, it's not something I, I think about much. It's not something I go out on my way with. I, I, I would prefer right now my, my, I think my, my real goal is to get to the point where, get both of us to the point, my wife and I, to where we can go out somewhere with me fully dressed. That, that would be, just be enthralling <laughs> to me. That, w- that would be like, that would be over the moon if we could do that. Yeah. And what do you think it would take Daphne for you to get there or for your wife to get to that point where you're both equally comfortable to be able to go out in public and say, hey, this is us. We're having a great time. Is it your location? Are you like in a tough part of the United States? I figure in the US or are you like, is it the ability to pass? Is it a combination of those things? Is it more things? What do you think it is? Well, I think that it's it's probably the fact that we've both lived here for a long time. 
we both know a lot of people in this area. So yeah, geographically, I would want to do it somewhere where there's little or no chance of people recognizing us. We both work. Um, we both have good jobs. And it's just not conducive to our employers knowing this, right? It's just not, it's, it's just not something I'm ready to do because of the position I have there. So that's really, that's, I think our main concern is geography, but also for her, um, a little bit of time has to go by. And I've noticed that the more we communicate about it, the, the more she softens to the whole idea and I'll sit and I'll show her, like I, I ordered some, some panties in the mail and you know, she looked at them and she goes, oh, I like this one, but not that one. And just the fact that she can have that conversation with me is just makes me believe that, that we're on the right road or she's on the right road, or at least the road that, I, that I'm hoping, right, that's going to fulfill both of us. And I told her, and, and I think this is a really important thing for, for married couples and married cross-dressers to consider is, yes, we want to come out and yes, we want to be totally accepted. But remember, the person that you're married to, this could be a huge surprise to them. And it's not something you should expect them to just do cartwheels over right away, you know, and, and it's, it's unfair to, to impose too much of that on them. It's unfair to just come out and oh, well, you should accept me. Otherwise, you know, you're messed up and you're fucked up in the head or whatever. It's not fair to do that. You really have to give people time and, and space to, to absorb it all. It's not easy. It's not easy for them. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it took you how long before you told your first wife? <laughs> oh, it was a good, I don't know. I was married to her for a long time. Like <laughs> I said, I, you know, I got married very young. It was probably 15 years before I told her. Well, and then uh, the, your next wife, you were like, Hey, I'm going to tell you right now. Or to, or well, you know, and even, yeah. But even that just, even that told, took um, a few years because I had buried it so deep that I didn't really even think about it much. What was happening was Daphne was clawing to get out and I didn't even know it. And she, and she was manifesting through my fantasies. And once I realized that, and once I told her, once I came out to my wife, you know, the fantasies have diminished. I still have them obviously, but they're not like 24 seven. They're not like so pervasive. Right. You know? <laughs> yeah. Um, do you have a family, Daphne? Do you have kids? Do you have? Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah, we have um, we have a couple of kids from my marriage and, and three from hers. And and they all know now. Oh, OK. Oh, good. Yeah. good. And, okay. and they're very cool. I mean, they're just the kids have been amazing. One of them is 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 19 years old and she is, she identifies as non-binary. And and so I think having that kind of flowing on parallel with what's going on helped, right? Because she's been very open with us about how she, I'm supposed to be calling her they, see, it's like, it's not easy. Yeah, uh, trust me, me too. I'm like, they, are they a group of people? And you're like, no, it's just one person. I'm like, no, but why don't, what, huh? Yeah, it's not, it's not an easy transition to make that, but, and she understands that. So, but but our but my stepdaughter is fantastic, and I sent her the same thing of the the article that I wrote this thing that I wrote for my wife, and I sent it to all the kids, 
and I've gotten nothing but acceptance and nothing but support from them. So that's been, you know, that's been a real joy, that part of it. And, and, and like I said, my wife, for the most part, we are extremely happy with each other. She seems very, very, very happy and, and very content with me. And we love our lives together. And I think, we, I think day by day, we're learning a little bit more about how this is going to play out. But again, I don't, I try not to push too hard. I asked her the other day, I said, I would really like to, I've got my eyes on a, on, on a couple of wigs. Can you help me pick one out? And she says, can we wait like just a little more before we do that? And I said, sure, it's no problem. <laughs> and, yeah. and, and, and this is all done with a lot of tenderness. There's, there's, there, there's no real um, bitterness or anything going on with that. It's, it's, it's just very compassionate give and take kind of conversation. So I'm very lucky. I feel very lucky that way. Yeah, it's totally very lucky. I mean, you you have a wife that's accepting, you have kids that understand. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. yeah. That's a huge you know, accomplishment from even just having that. A lot of people don't even have that or they're too afraid to come out, which is super, it's super sad, I guess. It but is. also kind of like, it's understandable for some people, especially, you know, you're 63. So you've, you've understood, you've lived a life, right? You've lived 63 years of your life of, probably knowing Daphne existed, but again, suppressing it so hard that you're just like, well, it's, it'll creep up later. And sometimes, you know, it'll creep up so badly, it'll almost explode. And then you need to be hyper feminine Daphne who needs to wear slutty, you know, uh, (laughs) pantyhose and hooker heels, you know, not making any offense to hookers, but you know, just extreme like platform heels, like this crazy wig, like you need it to let it all out. Whereas if you just did small increments of Daphne, Daphne would be a little more, you know, sustainable. <laughs> yes, definitely. And, you know, you, you mentioned in, in your question a while back, a few minutes back, your question was like a three-part question. What were the things standing in the way of, of me going out dressed and all that and, or, or her full acceptance. And I think, I think you, you mentioned passing. So I don't put a whole lot of weight in that for myself. Because number one, I'm 63. I, yes, I, I do pass for 45, male, 45 year old. <laughs> you know, some people <laughs> tell me I look like I'm in my late 40s. Okay, great. That just boosts my ego <laughs> a little bit. And I'm six two and a half. So I'm not, you know, I'm not expecting anybody to to uh, to just think that there's a tall female walking by. I, you know, I've got size 12 feet. <laughs> so I, I would just be thrilled at the opportunity to go out with my wife, go out and have a drink somewhere, sit outside and let people look, let people stare. That's fine. That's why I have no problem with that. But there, there's, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. There's, there's a, um, there's a community to the North of us. We live in, we live in South Florida. There's a community that is extremely transgender friendly. And that's kind of where I've, I got my target, my sights set on that, on that city because there's, there's whole, there's whole streets and areas that are just inundated with transgender friendly establishments and businesses. And I think that's where I would like to try it. Of course. See that, that was my next question was where, where in Florida are you? Cause I was like, you're clearly in Florida. Cause there's a lot of cross dressers out there that <laughs> I don't know, don't want to come out because right. again, they're afraid or whatnot. But you, you talked about like, being higher up in your job, like does, 
I know your status in your community is probably very important to you as well as your wife. But like, is it so important that it affects your like, you know, wanting to be you? Because, you know, granted, you're 63. You're not going to live to 200, right? <laughs> There's only a finite amount of time. So it's like, what are we really waiting for? Right. Uh, no, that's an excellent question, Giselle. I, I, if let's put it this way, if I retired from this job tomorrow, I would totally wear whatever I wanted and walk down the street, walk walk down to the grocery store, <laughs> and okay. not. And I, seriously, I wouldn't care because really, that the only that's the only sticking point is the job, and so that's why I would feel one hundred percent free to be one hundred percent Daphne out, out out of this environment in a, another town somewhere, or certainly when, I, when I'm done with this job, whenever that might be. Because you're right, we don't know. We don't know how, we don't know how much time we have left, Giselle. We might think, oh, I'm 63, I've got another good 20 years. You don't know if you have next week. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and you know, when, I, when you get to my age, I think you start to see friends die, and you start to see friends with walkers, and, and, you, and you go, man, Every moment is precious, and and I, the the whole experience of of being Daphne and and bringing Daphne out more has forced me to take better care of myself, exercise more. I want to look good. I want to look as good as I possibly can. Let's put it that way. I've been blessed with a slender body my whole life, and I'm going to try and keep it that way, right? So that when I do dress, I feel good for myself. And, and I feel good that my wife is okay going out with me. And I don't, I, I, I try to, 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 I, I try to give uh, honor to the, to the female clothing as much as I can. Yes. Yes. I mean, you lucky bitch. I would love a slender body at 63. I mean, at 40, at 32, I'm already struggling, but damn, 30 more years on top of that. And you're still feeling great. That's amazing. It's awesome. Yeah. So much of it Giselle, is, is in our hearts and in our minds and what we want to be. And yeah, is it is sometimes is it hellish to come home from work after working 12 hours or whatever, coming home and doing ab exercises? Yes, but I but I've seen the results. So I'm okay with it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. You know, my my next question is, and then maybe this is personal, but also kind of like, I'm interested, you know, as a 63 year old man, does your libido come up as you're 63? Or do you need like, you know, it's a stupid question, Viagra or something stupid to keep your stamina up? Like, how, what is it that because I don't know, maybe maybe the 60 year olds that I know aren't looking for sex, you know, but it sounds like you are what is it about you? Or what is it that you're doing that makes you want to fuck essentially? <laughs> what a great question. I've never taken that stuff in my entire life. I wouldn't even know what it feels like to take it. And again, I'm not bragging. I just, my libido is through the roof. I guess having a a younger looking sexy wife doesn't hurt. But, and she knows that when I see a young woman walking down the sidewalk, she knows that I'm, I'm looking and that I'm probably lusting after her and saying, right. Or wanting to wear what she's wearing is what I said. Well, that that too. Yeah. (laughs) You know, if, if, if I can't fuck this woman, then you know, I'd love to be wearing that beautiful dress. <laughs> right, right, yeah. But for sure, and you know, this, you're talking about getting personal, we're talking about is, can't get more, more personal than this. Masturbation has, has helped keep my libido up. I think, you know, I think we can, 
fool our bodies, not fool our bodies, but train our bodies into thinking that, okay, we're still going, we're still, we're still, <laughs> we're still on the horse, we're still riding, or you, can, or you can mentally and emotionally shut it down and, and just, and, and then you will become old in many ways if you do that. You know, I, I had another career uh, before this one and some of the people that I worked with in the career said, you know, when I'm done with this, I'm just going to sit on my ass and fish and not do anything. And they're dead within two or three years. Because I think I think our bodies, like, I think our hearts go, oh, we're done? Okay, we're done. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. So I think staying active and staying involved and learning new things, doing new things, not being afraid to try new things literally does keep you younger. Yeah, no, I agree. And I, I think your maybe newfound appreciation for cross-dressing or Daphne maybe has spurned your, I don't know, it's not like a, it's not an aphrodisiac or anything, but it seems that that's what's gotten you maybe a little, little, uh, here or feeling more sexy. I don't know. <laughs> well, there's no question that, that, you know, before, before coming out and, and before realizing that Daphne needed to come out again, my libido was high. There's no question about it. We get horny a lot. But after, after I started waxing and after I started taking care of my body and feeling how, wow, my own body feels sexy to me, at least to me. Some people might hear like, oh, 63-year-old guy, that sounds ridiculous. Hey, it, it works for me. And when you're making love with your wife and she's rubbing her hands on you and saying, I love your skin, <laughs> that does wonders <laughs> for your ego. It really does. So yeah. Daphne for sure has given my 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 emotional well-being a huge boost, my libido a huge boost, and I want to keep it going as long as I can. Yeah, I mean, it, it, would you call yourself a late bloomer at this point? Because yes, <laughs> no, no, that's that's a that's it's funny you say that because I've I've always considered myself that for whatever reason I was a late bloomer with a lot of things. Not to say that I, I wasn't deprived sexually. I, I, I had a lot of girlfriends when I was younger and, you know, but it just, for sure, this was a part of me that, you know, I can sit here and say, oh, I wish it had come out earlier. I wish I had started doing this earlier. Yes, but everything has its time, you know, everything has its 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 time. And, and that's saying everything happens for a reason. I mean, it sounds trite and it sounds overused, but it, as you get older, I think you start realizing that's true. Um, right. my wife and I look at each other and we go, why didn't we meet each other earlier? Like, we're so happy with each other, but we met, we had to go through certain things. We had to go through, she had to go through her bad marriage and my bad, I had to go through mine. And that just made us better, stronger people when we finally found each other. If that yeah. makes any sense. Yeah. No, I, I think about that. I, I'm a huge reflector. I love reflecting on life and that's also sure. honestly why I love doing these podcast interviews is because I get to reflect with these people, with people who come on the podcast right. and we talk about our experiences and you're 63. You have so much life experience. It's like you're older than me. So you've experienced and seen more life. I mean, you're from Florida. I figure you've seen the LGBTQ scene blow up in 63 years of your lifespan. Sure, sure. And the cross-dressing expand, fashion expand, and you say, oh, well, that was really cute then. Oh, this is really cute now. And, you, 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 and you're gaining more experiences even as a 63-year-old. So I guess my question would be like, how is it being 63 now <laughs> and knowing all the stuff you've known now and like affected Daphne, right? 
Yeah, it has affected Daphne, and she's she's much more mature, and and she's more. I don't know. She she wants she wants to really fully appreciate the femininity and the grace and the beauty of of her femininity in dressing, in moving, in just in in just doing all those things. And yeah, my experience in life has helped that because I've met a lot of different people. And one thing I've learned and and just just from looking in the mirror is you never know about people. You just never know. You can look at someone Mm -hmm. and go, oh, that person's this kind of political thinking and this and this and this, and you start pigeonholing and categorizing them. But truly underneath, you know, you're looking at the tip of an iceberg and you we're, we're all like that. All human beings have this hidden part of them and, and you just can never really guess what's going on underneath. So absolutely. This is, this has been something that's given me a lot more energy about life and, and more wonder about life. It's like, I don't sit back and go, I'm 63 and I've been through this and that, and I know so much stuff. There's so much more to learn. And I have seen the changes in society. And I think that we're going in a really good direction. Yeah, we've got a long ways to go. But when I look back on when I was a kid in like middle school, we didn't even call it middle school. then; it was called junior high. That's how far back I go. Um, (laughs) There was no such thing as kids coming out. Whatever gay kids were there, and of course they were there, that had to be hidden, like clamped down, because you're going to get beaten up. Mm-hmm. Pure and simple. If you come mm-hmm. out, and if you even just even looked the least bit effeminate, you were going to get your ass kicked. And we've come a long way from that because my kids' generation, my stepdaughter's generation, they're like, hey, whatever, man, whatever you want to be, it's fine, it's cool. <laughs> which is beautiful. I mean, it's an amazing thing to behold. Um, they're very lucky. I know that they feel like they they need to march and they need to you know, raise their fists in the air and make change and make change, but they should also realize a lot of changes happened because of them, because of that attitude that, they, that we need to be more accepting and inclusive of people. It's going to continue. That momentum is going to continue. And, and, and it's, really, it's great to watch. It really is. So, you know, my next question is, so then why don't you come out, <laughs> right? right? If if you agree with that kind of sentiment and you agree with like, oh, yeah, this, this current climate, everyone's more accepting, more thing, and here you are, well, I can't go outside. I can't. I can't. Me and my wife, we can't do that. And you're like, wait, well, didn't you just say you were, are you, yeah. <laughs> would you say you're a little hypocritical there, Daphne? That does sound kind of contradictory, doesn't it? Um, just a little, yeah, just a little. <laughs> or, or maybe a lot. <laughs> Oh yeah, we're a lot. Yes. Yeah. Okay, a lot. All right, I'll take that. That's fine. I think I think that maybe that's something I need to work on, and maybe because I take my job very seriously, and it's and and I don't want to rock any boats over there. I I, I need to assess that a little more before I can just march out in my neighborhood as Daphne. Um, now that being said, with the current climate in the workplace, what are they going to say? Right. Well, we saw we saw him at the grocery store and he was dressed like a woman. Like, what are they going to do? They can't fire you for that. Um, so, yeah, that's a great question. My wife and I have actually talked about that. And I'm not unhappy doing this the way I'm doing it, doing it slowly. But, yeah, I do want to get there. I do want to get to that point. So 
I'm going to I'm going to take your words, Giselle, and I'm going to carry them with me. And I'm going to, you know, I'm going to try and be less hypocritical. Right. So, you know, I'm trying to I'm trying to apply the that that whole thing, that whole inclusiveness and freedom to myself. Um, mm -hmm. I went out on my balcony. We live in a, an apartment building and we were having people over. So I was cleaning the windows. And, and when I clean, when I help my wife clean the house, I like, I like to, I like to wear my little pink skirt and uh, a pair of lace panties underneath, you know, it just makes me happy. So, so I went out there on the balcony and I'm, and I'm cleaning the windows, the sliding door and, and kind of leaning over when I'm doing it. And she's waving at me from inside, like, and I'm going, what babe, what's the matter? And she goes, look at you, you're got this tiny thing on it people can see everything and i'm going like i don't give a fuck i don't know the, i don't know these people and you know so what what are they going to do come knocking on my door saying hey you're dressed in a little skirt yeah okay deal with it and i do and i do think that way i just i'm just not going to show up at work that way you know sure sure that, so that's where i'm at right now yeah, and I mean, honestly, my next question is: do you, Would you ever consider fully transitioning as Daphne, or has that ever thought crossed your mind? Like all, every day, medically transitioning or socially transitioning, one or the other? No, I, I've, I've no that. I mean, that that question has actually come up. Like my wife and I have discussed it too. I I don't have any desire to be Daphne twenty four seven, and I think the reason I don't is because I do like my maleness, and I and I do enjoy making love to my wife as a male. I do like the feel of my cock. I do. I, I don't want to give that up. I, I feel very lucky as a male that I can be Daphne when I want to, when I feel like it. And I can be a male. I can have my maleness too. And look, I'm, you know, I'm a big football fan. I like to watch football and drink beer on Sundays. And that doesn't mean Daphne has gone away. That just means that I guess I guess as as the the younger generation is calling it now gender fluidity, I suppose that applies here. I don't know. Yeah, and it's hard. Again, there's there's the stereotypical oh well, men watch football, <laughs> women don't. But it's like no, women watch football. Sure they do. <laughs> it's and and you know like well, men have penises and women don't have penises. Well, some women have penises. You know they mm -hmm. just don't identify as such. Just mm -hmm. you know medically they're born as you know. There are a lot of there are a lot of acronyms out there. AFAB, you know, assigned female at birth, or AMAB, right. assigned male at birth. So there's a lot of learning, and I've still made that kind of assumption too, where it's like, well, you know, well, to be a man, you have to have this, and it's like not necessarily the the, the definitions. It's expanding for everything, so it's kind of fun to learn about it, and it's also fun to learn with other people. And as a 63 year old yourself, it's fun listening to you talk about well, football is a man thing. Like, <laughs> Was it? It's not really. There's so much more. You know, it, you know, there is, and 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 your guest, your guest in the last podcast, I guess it was yesterday's podcast, one hundred and nine, was it? Uh -huh. uh -huh. I believe, I believe that guest, and I, I forgot her name now, said, "There's so many points along the way in this, in this, th this binary thing is bullshit." I think he said, and he said, "There's so many points in between," and there totally are. And I think as we start to unravel all these social constructs and all these scripts that uh, that our society has given us we can start to feel more free about things and we can we can stop trying to generalize and categorize each other and say well if you wear a dress that means you're this and you're that it, it it's just they have no there's no correlation there at all 
um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and and technically, what business is it of anyone's? What what I choose to wear? It's not anybody's business. Now, now, my employer can tell me that you know there are certain standards on the job there. Fine, I have a choice to work there or not work there, right? Right. right. But but other than that, who, you're going to tell me what to wear? It's like telling me what to eat. Uh, and, you know, mm-hmm. no, it's not happening. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's funny that you're telling me all the right things that. You could tell any of your empl- your coworkers the exact same thing. You you know you know yourself. That's the beauty of like listening to people. So some people who come on the podcast sometimes don't know who they are or are still questioning their stuff. It sounds like you have a pretty good hold on who you are. So if any coworker were go, go up to you, Daphne, you'd be like, "No, I like doing this," and that's pretty much it. Whereas if you were unsure and uncertain or didn't know what you wanted, you would you know maybe hesitate, maybe kind of like let them kind of decide who you are. But it sounds like you have a pretty firm hold on who Daphne is. <laughs> I, I think I do. And I think if, if a coworker came to me and said, hey, what do you think of cross-dressing? Or what do you think of these people that, you know, these men who wear female clothes? I'd go, hey, I think it's awesome. I do it. I would t- I would totally say that. I wouldn't <laughs> yes. want to work like that, but I would totally say that. Yeah, yeah. I, I have no qualms about that. And, yeah. and, it's, and it's a wonderful feeling to live life like that. And, and every day it gets a little better. Yeah. And I hope one of these days, or if you ever come back on the podcast, you say, Hey, Giselle, I went out last week. And I'm like, what happened? You're like, it was fine. Nobody said anything. It was great. (laughs) It's like, yeah, that's exactly how life should be, where it's so mundane and normalized that you're just like, oh yeah, I went to the movies. And how was it? And it was dressed. It was fine. You're like, oh, what'd you watch? And you're like, I saw this terrible movie. And I'm like, oh, and we talk more about the movie versus the actual, you know, this, this super anxiety building (laughs) event you created in your head or scenario that you got. You got clocked at Mervyn's. Is Mervyn still around? I don't know. <laughs> that you were so upset at that, but it's really like, oh, nobody said anything. Right. You saw me and that was it. It's like, yes, that's this podcast eventually will be like, nothing happened. That's essentially what this podcast will be. Nothing happened. Nobody cared. That's the title of this podcast eventually. Right. That would be the goal of this podcast where it'd be like, absolutely nothing happened or nothing nothing happened today, right? It's so mundane or boring, but I think that's what makes you interesting, right? There, there's not a lot of people who can say, oh yeah, I, I work this company, I dress up every now and then and like makes you unique, right? Like embrace that, you know? I, I think so, I, you know, and, and I, I think that's the ideal world is what you're, what you're describing there is a, a time and a, and a place where it doesn't matter what part of town you're in or what, what state you're in, that you can walk down the street like that and you know, somebody looks at you and thinks to themselves, "Hey, that's a that's a guy that likes to dress." And I think I think there was one of your one of your guests I heard a few days ago say that that she went to the grocery store and the cashier complimented her on her nails, and and I was thinking, what a thrill that would be, right? What an absolute <laughs> thrill to, mm-hmm. to have a, a biological girl compliment you on something. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. And and it's more common than you think. If you try it, Daphne, I bet you'll get complimented if you go outside dressed as Daphne. I know you're scared or your wife might be scared, but go with your daughter or go with your, you know, your other oh, I'm not, Yeah. I'm, again, I'm not, I'm not really scared. I'm kind of, I'm, I'm, I'm eager to do it. I just, I want my wife to feel good about it. That's really important to me. Mm-hmm. I don't want her to feel uncomfortable is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Um, and I don't think there's ever a, no one's ever going to be a hundred percent comfortable about mm-hmm. going out with your husband who doesn't look like <laughs> the way you're dressed, it's, especially the first time, right? You're never comfortable on a bike the first time or swimming for the first time or driving sure. for the first time. It's a, there's the discomfort that makes it exciting and scary, but it's like, once you do it and it becomes normalized, it's like, 
well, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> yeah. I, I think you might need to, have you reached out? Do you have a support system of other cross-dressers? I know you went to that transgender community, but do you have outside friends who dress up there? No, I have, well, I have a very, very good friend I've known for a long time, for almost 40 years now. Oh. And he's the only, he's the only other person outside the family that I told because I trust him so much. I mean, we love each other. We're just great, Mm -hmm. great friends. Mm -hmm. And he's kind of, he's kind of funny because he kind of beat me to it in a way. He's more of an exhibitionist and he does a, he does a ventriloquist act fully nude. Oh, and, and it was, it's like, you know, was, and, and he does all these different things. He's just, he's, he's always been in, in drama and theater and things like that. So he's, he's into like just being, just being nude, not necessarily cross-dressing. So, mm-hmm. so when I told him about, about, about me and about Daphne, I mean, he just was like, Hey, I'm so happy for your brother, you know? And he was like, it was just a, it, it was just a new dimension in our friendship, which was great. So, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I'm I'm excited. I'm excited, and I think I think that uh, with your encouragement, and you've encouraged me a lot to, to, tonight. Um, I don't know if you know that, but hey, um, yes. <laughs> that's all I hope for. A little encouragement goes a long way, right? Sure, <laughs> sure, yeah. And and I and I'm I'm excited about it. I think it, I think it's going to happen sooner than later. I'd hope so, because girl, 63 is going up there in age. I mean, we all could die tomorrow, and we never know. I could die tomorrow, and I'd go like, oh, we never released that episode of Daphne, and you're like, oh, dang it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would love to come back and tell you, you know, the, the, the results of the experience. I would just love to come back and talk to you again because it's fun to talk to you. Yes, I, I'm super eager and easily easy to talk to you because I love listening and learning about people. And people love hearing their their voice. They're like, oh, my God, that's me. Like, oh, yeah, that's you. <laughs> right? And and unless you talk it out with someone who's, you know, not your own wife or not someone who you're, you see all the time, like someone like that's why people go to therapy, right? They talk to a therapist sure. who's like a third party and really has no weight on your relationship or any mm-hmm. of your or internal affairs or whatnot. But it's just being able to talk it out and kind of seeing that like, wait, there's other people out there. That's why our Discord's there. That's why the community has helped, cross-dressing community. And that's why they exist, right? Especially right. during COVID. Um, you know, my next, next question is, I mean, it's helped you, right? Because you've t- come out as Daphne. But like, what do you plan to do out after COVID with Daphne? What do you plan to do? Well, I guess... I guess, I guess do what, you know, what I was describing, I would just try to go out places more often and, and start buying some clothes and start buying some wigs and just experimenting with different looks and see what look works best for me now at this age, that, as opposed to, you know, when I first did it 20 years ago or however many years ago it was. So that's kind of an exciting part of it too. Like my wife has already said that she wants to start doing some makeup work on me. So that is exciting to me and I can't wait till we do that. So I think that's hopefully like the stepping stone to the next, the next level as far as getting dressed and going out. I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready. To, I'm ready to do it. You've been ready for like 63 years, girl. You, you want yeah, to. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> you need You're to explore right. that side of you. I mean, it, it's so, I mean, you got to do it more than the bedroom. I mean, the bedroom is pretty fun with it's it's a lot of fun and i was gonna ask you about that like how have you explored daphne i knew we we're gonna talk about anal play i don't know if you want to go that far into it but like what do you do in the bedroom as daphne or i don't know if you want to go that far i love it but you know it's up to you well you know it's funny that you say that because we have actually started to to ex- i've started to explore prostate stimulation more and, mm-hmm. and and it's something that i think a lot of guys again just kind of they just it's just a door they don't open 
you know, literally and, the back door is open. They can open literally, it. Literally, literally, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and and it's enjoyable. And we bought a couple of toys and we're, we're, we're playing with those and experimenting with those together. And she's, she's fantastic. Like just no qualms about it at all because I bought her a toy that she really likes. <laughs> so, yeah. okay. Yeah. Okay. So, so we have a lot of fun with that. And yeah, you were talking in the last episode about lubes. You better believe it. You got to put a lot of lubes on those things. So a whole lot of lube. A Holy whole crap. lot of lube. <laughs> <laughs> Buy the four pack. Use it all. Pretty much. <laughs> right. No, it, it's it, it's exciting to 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 just kind of slowly peel away all the all the years of bullshit that you had to put put up with society's standards and thing. You know, these are these are things that society has decided is good for everyone. And, and, and I think they, a lot of it comes from, from, you know, from the church and from our, our from our Judeo-Christian, you know, type of influence in, in Western society mm-hmm. and a lot of, a lot of different things that just over the centuries have caused people to believe that, oh, I have to act this way. I have to speak this way, mm-hmm. I have to dress this way. And what we're learning now, hopefully learning as a society is it doesn't make any difference if you if you don't adhere to those standards, it doesn't change anything, right? It really doesn't. Like the person next to me at work, if they come to work and they do their jobs well, why should I give a shit what they wear or who they sleep with? Exactly. Like, absolutely right. nothing to do with what they're supposed to do, what their role is in the in, in, in the workplace. Mm-hmm. And, and that goes for everything else too, right? Like the, the couple sitting next to me at the restaurant, why should I care what they're wearing? It, it, it makes, it has no bearing on anything. It really doesn't. So I think, I, I think, I hope our, our grocery thing isn't here. It's got, it got very quiet out there. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> is your wife there now? Huh? Is your wife with you right now? She's she's in the next room. Like so, I'm in the bedroom, and she's out in the living room. Oh, you know, I'm gonna. I would love to interview her. By the way, would you? I would love to, if she'd want to. If she'd be willing to talk, I would love to. I'm my next my next venture is in interviewing like significant others of of cross dressers. Just to I see would be thrilled feel. thrilled to have her on. I listened to most of your of your episode where you had your wife on with mm-hmm. Kirsten. Forgive, mm-hmm. forgive me. Is it Caitlin? What's her name? It's Kirsten. 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 I knew there was a K or something. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, I'll mention it to her. <laughs> yeah. If she'd love to, I mean, if, if she wants to talk or if she's looking for other significant others, like my wife would love to like message her, talk to her. Um, you know, your wife is, I figure she's 14 years younger. So she's about 49 or 50. Is that yep. Right? yep. So I figure, I mean, my Kirsten's not, uh, she's 35, but I'm sure she she and her could relate or have if they have questions, they can talk. I would love to interview her, though, for sure, just because I have tons of questions for, you know, some of the others, because people listen to the podcast and it's not just cross-dressers, but um, it's also other significant others who are listening to this. And I've gotten messages from significant others saying, hey, thank you so much. I'm understanding my boyfriend better. I'm understanding my husband better because right. you're able to verbalize your feelings. But it, I think the next step would be the significant other because... Yes, Kirsten's great in talking about that, but you know, there's other people out there who have similar fears or concerns mm-hmm. about their husband or boyfriend or whatnot about, you know, transitioning or, you know, their of fear course. of like, oh, does this make my husband or boyfriend gay or bisexual or those kinds of questions that sound stupid but are very valid. Like they're true questions that should be asked or should be talked to. But if your wife would love to talk about those things, I would love to have her. 
Oh, well, I'm definitely going to talk to her about it (laughs) within the next 10 minutes. (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. Um, Whatever. I mean, I'm here pretty much all the time, so I'd love to interview her if she'd be willing. Okay. Well. Um, Yeah. Um, What else did I want to ask you? Um, What do you like wearing? I know know you talked about uh, what is in your closet, girl, and don't tell me you have like a storage space somewhere, which could make sense if you have a lot of Some people do. Hey, I'm not going to judge, but some people have storage spaces like rent them out, and I'm like, holy crap! Okay, so you're going to be very disappointed. I hardly, I hardly have anything. What? I have two. I have two skirts, and about 15 pairs of panties of different types, Um, and that is it right now. Because I just started, I just started purchasing stuff. So I'm, but that's that's going to grow. That'll that'll grow. How how did you? What ended up happening two months ago or a month ago that made you decide to come out and become Daphne more? What was it? Well, that's a great question. I think part of it had to do with our our daughter, her step her her daughter, my stepdaughter, hmm. and and her you know her her basically. I mean, we knew that she was was transgender and stuff, but she she kind of poured out a lot of different things to us on a particular mm-hmm. day, yeah. and. Um, that, that kind of helped open the door for me, I think. Um, it definitely, it definitely, it definitely felt like, all right, this is becoming a family thing now, in a way, you know? Yeah, uh, right, right. So, so that, that, but other than that, I really, I don't know, it's hard to define. There was just a moment there that it felt right. It felt like, okay, you know, the stars are aligning and it's, and it's time. And, yeah, and I, I mean, you're like 20 years overdue, but hey, I'll, I'll take it. I think, you know. <laughs> better late than never is the story of my life. Uh, it's, hey, it's a story, though, and I'll mm-hmm. take it. <laughs> because some people don't have enough of a story. But it's like, honestly, if you just talk about what's happened in your life, it, yeah. it's story worthy, I think. Spoken well, I've got more to talk about. and I don't know. I, 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 could, I could probably bore you all night. Um, uh, I love being bored, but I know you have groceries, so I don't want to. Groceries, I got dinner waiting. She 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 whipped <laughs> up this incredible dinner. It smells fantastic. Oh, well, ask your wife later during dinner. I don't want you to interrupt, but um, we can end this soon because um, we're gonna definitely have you on the podcast again whenever you're free, oh. whenever your wife's free. But you know, I love to end. Um, you know, I thank you by the way. Thank you for being on this podcast. Oh, thank really. you. Um, and I don't want you to miss your dinner, but of course, I was in my uh, interviews or curious conversations with the. Famous question, in a perfect world of cross-dressing, sexuality, and gender, Daphne, what does that look like to you? You alluded to it earlier, but if you could kind of go a little more in depth. About yeah, it. what does it look like? It looks like this. I, I see I see Daphne and, and her beautiful wife going out for a nice dinner or a drink, sitting outside at this little cafe, walking around, maybe doing a little shopping, not having a real care in the world about it, and seeing others seeing others like that, seeing heterosexual couples, seeing gay couples, seeing transgender couples walking back and forth. And just, there's no, there's no concern. There's no worry. There's no hatred about it. I mean, that's, if you're talking about a perfect world, yeah, that's a perfect world. And where, where someone can go and apply for a job uh, dressed in their, in their, in their female, in their, their, their femme self. And say, hey, this is me. Here's what I can do for your company, but this is me, and not have that be an issue, right? That's my I mean, yes. 
Yes, yes. Great answer. I mean, geez, that was the perfect answer. I just met you like four or five days ago. I don't know. You've been amazing. And look at you. You're already on the podcast. On the I know. That's awesome. This is great. <laughs> I love it. Um, but yes, girl, enjoy your dinner. Um, again, ask your wife if you want to do a dual thing. I would love to have you both on the podcast. You could. I love cutesy couples like yourselves. Oh, that's um, exciting. Yes. Dress up for it, too, because you'll both be inside. I don't know if you're willing. She'd be willing to do that. She'd be like, what are you doing? What are you, what are you, what is this? You're only audio. She'll probably be, you'll probably be like, I don't care. Whatever. Right, right, right. <laughs> but anyways, sure. uh, thank you, girl. Okay. Go get your groceries. Go get dinner. Um, I'll send you this edited version. Or I'll send you a edited version. I'll send you some Q&A questions and then. Okay. Thank you, Giselle. It's been delightful. I really enjoyed it. Thank you so much, girl. All right. Enjoy your dinner. Bye. All right. You take care. Bye. All right. Bye-bye. Again, guys, I'm not here to diagnose or treat anything. I'm just here to share my story. Have others come on the podcast to share their story to help you learn about the world of cross-dressing, sexuality, and gender a bit more.